Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, everybody. Got to tell you about Dr. Busby and toegrips.com. That is toegrips.com with Dr. Busby. And Luther is at daycare today. And uh, well, actually, let me tell you what I'm excited about. First of all, we just got a new shipment of uh, the uh, Dr. Busby Encore Mobility in today. Yes, we did. And that means that Luther's going to be ready to go. His engine will be revved. He is ready. We are all ready for Luther to take on the world. And how will he do that? Well, he will do that by taking the Encore Mobility Supplement, which helps his bones and joints and make them feel good. But here's what I would do if I were you. Like, say you're not in the position yet to get the Encore Mobility or your dog doesn't need the toe grips, but you love dogs, you love your dog, and you just want to kind of see, uh, you know, like just learn more. Maybe you have questions. Maybe you have a dog that's uh, sick or maybe you got a dog that's dealing with something or maybe there's, I mean, I'll tell you this. Or you Google every little thing like me. Correct. It doesn't matter what it is. Dr. Busby more than likely has an answer on the Busby blog at toegrips.com. Uh, so check that out. My guess is Dr. Busby will have uh, the answers for you. I feel pretty safe in saying that. That Would you agree, Jilly, that the answer is yes. more than likely there? I told you, I've Googled random symptoms I see with Luther, and I end up on Dr. Busby's blog, not even like searching Dr. Busby. So now I just go right to Dr. Busby. As you should. So go to toegrips.com. That is toegrips.com. And the promo code is... Uh, Luther to save 10% on anything you may happen to purchase. But of course, check out the blog, check out their YouTube channel. It doesn't matter. Uh, just check them out because they're wonderful people. Toegrips.com, promo code Luther for a 10% discount. Toegrips.com. All right, wait. Oh, Toegrips.com. This is the Josh Ennis Show. Howdy, everybody, and welcome in to the Josh Ennis Show. How are you, Jilly? I'm good. Better than you. You seem like you're dying today. Yeah, I'm a little tired today. Been on the struggle bus today. Been on the struggle bus the last couple of days. Just tired. Then last night we were up late watching this stupid basketball game. And they really, the Grizzlies really should have won that. Which makes it that much worse. Like, if it was just a blowout, you'd be like, all right, well, they didn't have jaw. Is what it is. But no, they should have won that game. They should have definitely won that game. And, and you they and did. I both have been so pissed about this all day. <laughs> no, it's really had me in a shitty mood. I've been in a shitty mood about that. I've been tired. It's just been just shit after shit after shit is what's been going on. Well, just- these basketball games, again, we sound like old man yells at cloud, but these basketball games starting at like 9.15... Or if you're on the East Coast, 10-15. It's absurd. It's Again, I'm, I'm bitch, I am bitching about it. I never thought I'd be this person. But I'm bitching about the fact that a basketball game that features a team that is playing in the central time zone starts at like 940. That is absurd. 
people have to work. Now, again, my job is not like a real job, of course. But that's not even a people have to get up at 4.30. That's like a people have to get up at 6, 6.30. Like, that's still very late for an average, you know, Jamoke. It is. And it's enraging. I am enraged by it. I don't like it. Now, tomorrow it's supposed to start at 8.30, which means closer to 9, but... Yeah, I'm not looking forward to that either. And the series is probably going to be over. Although somehow they're going to win just to extend this shit is what's going to happen. Well, that'd be fine because then game six would be on Friday and then we don't have to worry about getting up the next day. That's also true. I guess it could be worse. Yeah, we could party that day. I think we could pull that off. I'd, give, I'd be down for that. Well, they got to win tomorrow first. I know. I'm just saying we could pull that off. I don't know if Jaw's going to play or not. Who knows? But uh, damn. Anyway, that was miserable into that game last but night. Our and, hero returned. Yeah, and Steven Adams balled out like we knew he would. At his rightful place in the starting lineup like he should have for game three. Yeah, and we and we just got screwed. The, the coach is a moron. The players are dumb, and that's a game they should have won. I'm not going to go deep into discussion about the Grizzlies here today. you could go all day on I this. could go all day. I'm enraged over all of this. It's got me pissed off. I hate Draymond Green. But I also hate white things, too, just to be clear. Yeah, you They're, hate Steve Kerr, too. I hate Steve Kerr, so I hate white people. I hate their black guys. Now, I hate their white people. One I thing hate. we can get into is the Steve Kerr testing positive for the Rona. Oh, yeah. You mean to tell me that just out of the blue, Steve Kerr started wearing a mask again in game three because he didn't wear a, ga- a mask in the first two games of that series. He wasn't wearing a mask in the first round series. Then magically in game three, he starts wearing a mask when they play in San Francisco. And my first thought was, oh, I guess in San Francisco, they still have to wear masks. I guess that's it was what believable. I thought, yeah. But that's not true. As it turns out, it is not remotely true. Steve Kerr just decided to wear a mask in game three. Why? If you want conspiracy theory guy motherfucker knew he had the rona or at least thought he had symptoms of the rona so started wearing a mask and they let him coach anyway that goes against everything his type believe he was he could have killed somebody he could have killed somebody's grandma someone's grandma could have died because of steve kerr and let's assume that even if, if that wasn't the case and he was wearing a mask then how could he possibly have gotten the rona steve kerr knowingly killed a grandma last night i don't know what grandma it was but actually, two nights ago, three nights ago, whenever it was, I guess that would have been uh, Sunday night. Saturday night. Saturday. It was Saturday? Yeah. Well, what was last night? Tuesday? thought they played a game on Yesterday Sunday. Yesterday was Monday. Today's Tuesday? Yeah. Holy shit. I thought today was Wednesday. No. Saturday, Steve Kerr killed someone's grandma. That's just a fact. There's no disputing that. There's no science to deny it. Steve Kerr being in that arena with the Rona, pulling his mask up and down, which he did all throughout the game. That means he knew he had the Rona. Someone's going to die from it that was in that arena. And that blood is on Steve Kerr's hands. Steve Kerr is a murderer. Take that, Steve Kerr, you putz. You killed someone's grandma. I hope you're happy. Yeah, that was awfully suspicious timing. All right, now let's take a a listen here to the uh, talk back and see what people are talking about uh, today. Of course, you can always leave messages on the iHeartRadio app. All you need to do is find the podcast, search for The Josh Jenna Show. When you find the podcast, hit that little microphone at the top and you can leave us 30-second messages like this person. 610 blows, go Strohs. Yeah, you know the uh, it's the big Stroh's twins matchup tonight. Although I think Carlos Correa is still out, right? Yeah, so that will mean nothing. Well, that's not fun. Then. So that isn't. But the, the winning streak is still on the line. Yeah. So there's still the winning streak, and they're playing good baseball. And as we talked about the other day, 
Uh, AJ Hinch, doesn't matter who the hell the manager is, they're going to win games because they have talent, and Detroit's losing games because they don't have talent. Baseball managers don't matter. Next. Hey, Josh. I went to the Reading Phillies game today, and we had a brew fest in the outfield. I got myself AM drunk. Game was at 11 a.m. They we started drinking at 10. It was wonderful. It was a good time. We miss you. We love you in Philly. Keep doing your stuff. Love the podcast. Go birds. Well, hey, and I love you too. AM drunk. That's not even day drunk. That is AM drunk, and I like it. That is morning drunk at the minor league baseball game. On a Tuesday. That actually sounds like a great time. It sure does. I think I'd like to be AM drunk at the Reading Phils game. I do too. I think I, I, I regret that we're not there with that guy. And I love you, McDougal. Thank you. Hey, guys. Got a story for you. Um, hope y'all can't decipher who this is, but... Had a uh, sexual dream about Jilly last night. Woke up, thought it was real, but uh, it was not. Uh, nothing earth shattering, but uh, but yeah, had a good time feeling her up. And uh, but she felt bad about it, so nothing to worry about, Josh. Keep I like how we to clarify. Thought it was real, it wasn't. Thought it was real, was not. Uh, I hope you guys can't tell who this is by my voice. I cannot. Uh, so I don't know who you are. Your secret is safe. Uh, but uh, yeah. Well, at least I felt bad about it. Yeah, you felt guilty. Jilly, in her uh, in the dreams in which she has sex with uh, some guys, she feels guilty about it. Actually, that's a true thing. Every time I have a dream where, like, you know, you hook up with somebody in a dream, yeah. I also, in the dream, feel guilty about it. Do you? I do. It's well, weird. Is it like celebrities you hook up with or like people you know? I think it's mostly celebrities, I think. Oh, okay. And I don't know why I should feel guilty about it, but that's, I do. Like in the stupid. dream. Because like you're worried about it in the dream. You're like, I don't want to get caught doing this. You know what I'm saying? So whether it's a celebrity or whoever it is, sometimes it's just, it's kind of, it's just a generic amalgam. Like oh. a bunch of people combined. You don't know who they are. They're just, you know, a hot chick. And you don't know why you know them, but you're hooking up with them. Then you feel guilty about it. I do at least, which makes me such a pussy. Is that like the only like time you can get any action is in the goddamn dream, and then you feel guilty about getting the action in the dream. Is that why like you are half asleep when you try to bang? Like that's the only time you really try to bang. That could be. Um, that could be part and, like, of it. Like you'll wake up and you're like a zombie. Like oh, I love you so much. Is it because you feel bad? I no, I don't think it's because I feel bad. I mean, it could be that I'm all revved up because I'm dreaming about boning. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> what the issue is, and I've been trying to figure that out. Why, like, I I want to zombie bone yeah, all the time. It's only after you fall asleep, and usually right when I fall asleep, and then you're just very like mushy and very like, oh, yeah. But it's only I, when you're asleep. I don't know why that's the case. I can't confirm or deny. I just I can't clarify why that is the case. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, that's how I operate, and I don't know why. All right, one more. Damn knuckle draggers got my Instagram. Mr. Rappelot is no more. <laughs> All right, well, there you go. Now we know. Did that weatherman lose his job yet? Uh, I'm, I'd be shocked if he hasn't. Like, I'm shocked that it's taken this long. Like, and by the way, knuckle dragger, again, is not on its own a slur like no. basically i mean it's an insult to someone but it's saying you're a caveman it's saying you're dope it doesn't necessarily mean black however 
If you're going to mix that in with talking about a black person, knowing that nobody knows any context and people conveniently know nothing anymore, they just play ignorant on most things. If you're going to say anything that has ape or monkey connotation and you can associate it with a black person, you're aiming it at a black person, friend, you're a fucking moron. It's like Roseanne, who, you know, apparently was all hopped up on Ambien. You know what really sucks? And she did the monkey thing. Again, this guy is an idiot. Let's let's be clear. But what really sucks for this local TV weatherman here is like in all these stories on Deadline, for example, it says that he used a racial slur and then they post, you know, what he wrote. Yep. But it just says Draymond Green runs his slur mouth. <laughs> that makes I it mean, even that worse. Leaves it oh, open. That, that's that's dickish. Yeah. That, and I've lived that life, by the way. The, I lived that life with the Jason Kelsey thing. How many websites took the word, which, by the way, you can say the word Negro. There is a United Negro College Fund. There is a Negro League Baseball Museum. It is called the Negro League Baseball Museum. Right? That is a real thing. The word Negro is said by people. That is reality, right? Like, it is not a word that has not been uttered before, or it's not a word that you would bleep out on television, I don't believe. Like, we were watching a baseball game the other day. The Cardinals were in Kansas City. The announcer was like, boy, yeah, they were at the uh, you know the Negro League Museum, which is in the outfield here in Kansas City. If you can say it in that context, I can say the fucking word on the radio, too. And uh, but whenever the story came out about me and Kelsey, it got the the asterisks blocky. It's like in well because I believe and then blank 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 blank. Well, I and I'm like, well, fuck you. That's not what happened. If I recall correctly, Kelsey tweeted it and actually put the asterisks and ended it with like an R. I think he did. Or the number added up differently. And or that something. is why I will always fucking hate that chode. Like that's... I get it. I like sh- like was it a mean thing to say? Sure. Shouldn't I have said it? I again, it was in the heat of the moment. I was joking around. Tank found it funny. It was fine. Whatever. Like I didn't think anything of it. Like I thought I was just referencing a movie and whatever. I fucked up. It is what it is. I got suspended whatever but for that guy to play such a fucking pity party over it and then to post it and make it seem like i said the actual n-word which a lot of people think i did still like that guy's an asshole and that's why i will never like him or or never root for him because i think he's a douche so i can it's possible for us both to be douches in this case i was a douche for doing it fine but again it wasn't like it was premeditated like i had no idea we were going to have that conversation there was a stall during a, a waiting for the doug uh, peterson press conference i was vamping i was filling time ha ha i said something that of course the philly media people and blogs ran with it because they love drama and it you know whatever it fucked me up for a while and it didn't you know make matters easy for me in philadelphia fine but for you to come out and play victim like i like i assaulted your family at a Mavericks game or something and then put the and then put the dashes and the asterisks in there make it seem like I said you know the the uh the slur of slurs as it were yeah you're a dickhead well in this case too there's not even spaces or asterisks just says parentheses slur like okay I think you could have printed knuckle draggers but people correct most outlets did yeah but of course you've got the select few that are like said blank slur like okay well now you've left it really open like man that's for interpretation like the guy's gonna get fired he's a moron he should get fired like at, at real talk like just for being a moron you should get fired like what are you thinking you're an idiot and we could talk about how you know cancel culture is what it is and and people are out of control and people are just looking to cancel people but we ain't changing that anytime soon maybe elon musk your hero is going to ride into town on his white horse and save free speech but at this very moment 
speech ain't free for the most part. And there are some things that some people can say that other people can't, and they can get away with it, and you cannot. White dude on the internet saying knuckle dragger is not going to go well. We all know that there's nowhere in any definition of knuckle dragger, whether it be the Urban Dictionary or whatever, that it says it's a racial slur. It's a slur for a caveman. So if you're a caveman, then okay, you're a troglodyte, and fine, but... You know how it's going to be taken, and sometimes it's better to just shut the fuck up. Like, I, again, I know we talked about this yesterday, but it baffles me that this person looked at that tweet and goes, you know what? I'm going to hit send. This makes well, lots because of because I told you yesterday, because they thought, oh, boy, this will get the reaction. I'll be so popular. And people don't think that through. People don't think through the consequences. And, and, and what I, else is funny, too, is like, you know when Draymond saw that tweet? His eyes lit up. He's like, like, yep. Yep. Like, I bet you he knew that this dude didn't mean to be racist. Correct. But he but, was like, oh, boy, because Draymond's not stupid. No, he's a very smart he's guy. He's really smart. He actually so, isn't a knuckle dragger. No, he's, he's a very smart, uh, conniving. Like, you look at him on the court, the way he works, the refs, and he's a smart player. He's a smart dude. And, like, that's the thing is, a lot of the people that are the smartest people are the ones who are able to capitalize on this bullshit racism that we deal with, the the, the racial divide, right? Like, like the smart people. You imagine him being like, ooh, watch this. Well, think about the smart bit. Like, Draymond is a very smart dude, okay? Like, he is smart. Steve Kerr, as much as I hate him, is a smart dude, and he knows how to play the game. Uh, Clay Travis is making millions of dollars hosting Rush Limbaugh's show and inheriting the biggest audience in radio history because he is a smart dude that's been able to game the system. I've never been able to do it because there's a level of me that's a moron that can't do it. I can't be that level of conniving. It's just not in me to be that level of dishonest. I wish I could. If I could be that level of dishonest, I'd still be doing mornings. Hell, I'd be doing afternoons at at WIP, probably primed to take over the morning show if I could be that level of dishonest, but I don't have that in me to do that. I'm not patting myself on the back and saying that I'm the greatest person ever, but one thing I can't do is be full of shit. If I could, I'd, again, I'd either still be in Philly Things or I'd be, be making different. tons of cash at, 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 at 790 and not be talking up Jay Giles records in Nashville. You know what I'm saying? Not that there's anything wrong with that. There isn't, but I'm just saying, you know, making, you know, one Although, fourth of what I used to make. Again, what, if though? I were a dumbass, if I were a guy that could play that game, I'd be great at it. I don't don't even think even if you were the smartest guy like ever and you just played by the rules i still think the rona would have got us at 790 possibly you were making too much money maybe but who knows they cut like 92 percent of the company like i'm pretty but sure. nobody at 790 well, what does that tell you about what they're making that's true what does it tell you about I'm, what I'm making? I got a, I got a job right out of the Rona. Well, it I wasn't heard, right so. out of the Rona, well, I guess, yeah. I mean, kind of. It, it was still going on. So Not in Tennessee, it wasn't. But yeah, this this moron. Like Again, I'm not trying to keep hammering this thing. I know we talked about it yesterday. And, and I don't root for people to lose their jobs over words, but you got to know the time and place, man. Like These dudes are looking for excuses to call people racist to draw attention to themselves. And the smartest people are the ones that have been able to, to game the system and, and create a world where racism is everywhere and like oh god i'm outraged by something that's outrage culture that's what we deal with that being said it is amazing that draymond can truly just scream in these referees faces and they're all just so scared of him they are like they will not toss him they will not tee him up Uh, i mean he made those guys look like asses last night and they just like yeah you're right draymond we're morons thanks uh but uh, anyway so uh what else is going on in the world today well Well, tom brady's gonna be on tv people seem to be really into that today i got a bold prediction tom brady is gonna suck on tv just like drew Brees sucks on tv um and and i I don't care how much these guys know i think i think tom has more of a personality than drew i maybe but i think 
no matter what happens when these guys get into this platform where they're the face of network television and they're not going to do anything that's going to be kind of risky, I think they're going to be dull. I think Tom's going to be dull. I think Breeze is dull. I think Romo is overrated. I don't really care who's calling these games because there's nobody that's going to be great anymore. Like you just can't be. So I don't look at it and go, yeah, this is, this is outstanding. This guy's great. Cause most of them are not. So most of them are overrated or marginal and, and they're afraid of their own shadow. So people getting all worked up over this and oh my God, Tom Brady's making $25 million a year to be the, the who gives a shit? It is ridiculous though. Like having never done the job and you're making $375 million over 10 years. I guarantee you he's not doing that job for 10 years. And who are they pairing him with? I forgot. Yeah. Uh, if it's going to be at Fox, it's going to be what? Kevin Burkhart. Yeah, I think it's Kevin Burkhart. And Kevin Burkhart is the smarmiest, smuggest looking douche ever I'm that's going to be a I, I do not believe that Tom Brady and I don't want to get too deep into this because I don't think anybody truly gives a shit but I don't believe that Tom Brady is going to be successful at that because I I don't think there's a level of competition that exists in that that these guys thrive on right I like just like coaches all the best coaches generally speaking are guys who weren't great players right Magic Johnson not a great coach Hall of Fame, top 10 player possibly of all time. Michael Jordan, not very great at being a general manager or an owner, but Michael Jordan, very good at playing, obviously, an all-time legend. But a lot, it's the same with announcers. Most of your all-time great analysts are guys who don't really, are just kind of marginal guys that, you know, have to build a name for themselves by being kind of wacky. Like, John Madden was a great coach, but don't forget that John Madden only coached about a decade and then disappeared and became TV Madden. Most people don't even know the guy was a coach. Like, young people know him for video games and and TV, and and most don't even know him for TV. Most just know him for the video game and didn't know he was a coach. But some of the best analysts are guys that were not all-time great players. I don't believe Tom Brady is going to be a great analyst, just like I don't think Breeze is a great analyst uh and i don't care how much money he's making if they have all this money to set on fire and they think that people are going to tune into more games because people are going to watch tom brady go for it here's the thing no one's going to be turning into any of these games for who the announcers are they will turn them on because it's the nfl they will turn them on because their team is playing they will turn them on because it's three o'clock on a sunday and it's the prime time game and most sundays you only get three or four games in the afternoon anyway so that's the game you're going to be stuck with watching people love the nfl it could be me and you doing the game and people are not going to turn it off it could be z dog doing the game and people are not going to turn it off they'll just mute it if they want to do they will watch or the game. bitch about it on twitter correct but they're not going to turn off a game if it's a game they want to watch right so i don't i don't understand why networks pay 25 million dollars a year for talent you talk about all these people hemorrhaging money and the media business loses money then why are you paying tom brady 25 million or paying kevin burkhart 10 million go out there and pay some bums people are gonna just serviceable guys because none of these guys getting paid a ton are that good anyway so go pay someone that's a notch or two below them (laughs) pay them one eight tenth of what you're paying these guys and and make the and then make your money back you keep saying 25 million Tom's getting $37.5 million per year. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I guess I didn't do the math right. It's the highest paid TV broadcast deal like ever. Uh, and I don't think he's going to be good at it. But again, point being in all of this is nobody is turning on a football game or turning off a football game based on the announcer. It's the matchup. It's whether or not the game is close. It's whether or not your team is playing. It's if you're having a party, whatever. No one gives a shit. Unless it's like quirky, like the Manning cast. Yeah, Well, yes, but that's not even really announcer. Yep. It's like I mean, if Peyton Manning, I believe this, if Peyton Manning wanted to be an analyst, I think he'd be the kind of guy that could actually be a draw because 
he's I find him to be kind of fun and interesting and different and kind of folksy and charming. And he also knows his shit. Correct. Tom Brady is not folksy and charming. Tom Brady is just a handsome guy who I don't find to be all that interesting. He's he's very good at kind of smarmy, sarcastic social media. Yep. I don't know how that translates to television. I don't think it does. Imagine being the guy whoever they're going to pair with Burkhart this year then. Like, well. Yeah, that's Greg Olson, I think, oh, who's also it? not good. Like, hey, you get this job for a year and then. You know who's just a Moving drag on down. Is Breeze. My God, he's boring. Well, he's probably afraid to say anything. Well, too. I mean, considering that he's already been nearly canceled once, uh, he's got to be very I mean, cautious about what he says. He certainly can't be critical about any uh, black players. That's for uh, sure. You cannot. If you're Drew Brees, that's bad news bears, Chief. That's not an area that you want to dive too deep into, is it, buddy? Apparently, Mike Evan wa- uh, Evans wants to bring the Comets back. Like Mike Evans, the football player? Yep. And he, he wants, wants to bring to, back the WNBA team? Well, because the WNBA said they want to expand two more teams, and yep. so people want the Houston Comets back. You know who doesn't and want Mike the Houston? And Mike Evans wants to invest and make it happen. You know who does not want the Houston Comets back? Houston. <laughs> I have heard not one human. I find it comical that they still hang the banners in the gym. Like, they still sit there in the arena, and it's like, like basically, it's all the basketball team has is, you know, the two championships of the Lajuan, and then all the WNBA championships that nobody truly gives a shit about. Yeah, so, so that, that's one possibility, is that Houston might, maybe, it's in the very early stages, of course. I also like how all these athletes act like they're rich enough to be like big time pieces of bringing back teams. Like here in Nashville, Dave Stewart, the former A's pitcher, all we keep hearing about is Dave Stewart has, has put together a group of billionaires to sit to bring a baseball team to Nashville. But nobody can tell you who the fuck these billionaires are, and nobody can tell you like where Dave Stewart's getting his money because that motherfucker ain't a billionaire. I also like Mike Evans' tweet, which just says, "Bring the Houston Comets back." I love the at WNBA. I'd be interested. Don't you don't love the. WNBA. You know who doesn't love the WNBA? Everyone. (laughs) Nobody loves the WNBA. Like, I'm shocked they're expanding. Well, I mean, I guess. Look, I think it's grown. If we're being fair about it, there's some level of growth. I mean, it's there are more people interested in it than there were 20 years ago, I guess. And um, and the, the NBA is also married to it, and, and they don't want to seem like they're sexist. So they all kind of join in, and I'm sure they sell joint uh, advertising deals with some of them as well. I would assume that's kind of part of it, but... Yeah, no thanks. I have no end. Like, I can't pretend to give a shit about women's sports. Like, and again, this goes back to the part about being real and, and authentic and being inauthentic about certain things. Like, I've learned to just shut up about shit on Twitter. Doesn't mean that I'm giving you a fake opinion on it. It means I'm giving you no opinion on it on Twitter so as to not get in trouble for it. I can't feign interest in women's sports. You got I don't give the, a shit. Uh, I barely care about men's sports. I certainly don't give a shit about women's sports. I mean, you got into the lady soccer for a while. Okay, that's different. That's World Cup. Like, the World Cup is different. Uh, And the Lady World Cup was fine. You ordered a jersey. Did I? Yeah, what's her face? I don't think I actually ordered a jersey. You did. It didn't fit. Oh, was it Alex? Yeah. Alex Morgan? Well, But there is a part of it that's also because Alex Morgan is hot and not because they're great at soccer. And that's when I started betting on soccer, which is one of my favorite things to bet on. Um, So, yeah. Is the Men's World Cup this year? Yes, I think. They move whatever. like it's weird, isn't it? Like I think it's in like November. Uh, well, whatever. 
But uh, yeah, like I don't pretend or feign to like women's sports. And I see a lot of my my buddies who are sports guys that are like, boy, the women's final four. You don't give a shit. You're a liar. Yeah, the Qatar, You're a lion sack of shit. Qatar World Cup starts in 194 days, 12 hours and three minutes. Buckle up, bitches. It's going down. Uh, but um, you see, I like clicking on these random things on here. Actually, there was another. Oh, you know what? And this is for tomorrow, but I'll, I'll do it today because I used it for the show in uh, in in uh, Detroit for tomorrow. Tomorrow marks the two-year anniversary of the death of Jerry Stiller, who is one of the two greatest television characters of all time. Yep. That is Arthur Spooner. Sure is. And then, of course, the other greatest television character of all time is, uh, is Luther Van Damme, as portrayed by Jerry Van Dyke. Those are the two greatest television characters of all time. And tomorrow is the anniversary of his death, which uh, is a very sad time. Both named Jerry, both play old men. Well, they don't play old men. Well, they are old men, but they're I mean, like, legitimately the old men. Is the old man on the show. Uh, correct. They're kind of like the second t- you know, level player on there that, you know, they're that they make the show. I mean, the show without like Kevin James is fine. Leah Remini's a hot piece, whatever. They're back and forth is fine. If there's no Arthur, there's no show. If there's no Luther Van Dam, there's no coach. There's the the old man comic foil that you need. And those are the old men comic foils who are just spectacular. I love them. And uh, Jer- and by the way, Jerry Stiller was great in a lot of things. Like he was on Seinfeld. I couldn't tell you what he was on Seinfeld because I didn't watch it. Was he George's dad? Does he that was, sound right? He was George's dad, yeah. Okay, I didn't watch it. Like, Seinfeld's not my thing. I would take Curb all day over that. It just doesn't interest me. But, uh, and he was in uh, Heavyweights. Basically, anything with Ben Stiller in it, he was in it, right? So, he, uh, oh, w- what's the one that Tank loves? Oh, the, um, it was the Ben Stiller one where he marries the chick basically on a whim and it turns out she's a nut. Oh, the Heartbreak Kid. Tank loves that fucking movie. And uh, Jerry Stiller was in that. Like, the best line in the movie is, uh, you know, like, uh, Ben's like, well, you know, he kept telling her, uh, she kept telling me to cock her. He's like, when your wife on your honeymoon tells you to cock her, you cock her good goddammit. I got distracted because I was, you have this, this show prep site pulled up. Yeah. And speaking of Kevin James. Yes. For some reason, it's it's suggesting audio that says Kevin James on Benny Hanna. This is from his 2018 Netflix special. Why is this? Why? I don't know why they feel we need... Oh, because it's National Shrimp Day. Okay. So apparently there's a shrimp conversation. I don't like going to the restaurants where the waiters are just too excited to be there. You ever get them? He has everybody feeling tonight. <laughs> That's why I go to restaurants like Benihana. I like Benihana because it takes the waiter out of it real... Yeah. It does. It's awesome where they cook right in front of you. It's good. And they give you a little show, which... They need to update the show, I will be honest. <laughs> I don't need to see another smoking onion ring volcano. (laughs) Or shrimp in the hat. You get shrimp in the hat. Hey, shrimp in the hat. What am I, a five-year-old at Magic Camp? Here's the thing. 353 people played that today. It's got 660 total plays. Here's the thing. And I hate to say this because meeting Kevin James was a very high point of my life. It was at the Super Bowl Radio Row in 2010. Kevin James is literally only funny in one thing. <laughs> That's it. And that is King of Queens. His stand-up is not funny. He was fine in Hitch with Will Smith. and But that was because he was kind of the wacky guy, and Will Smith was Mr. Cool, whatever, and that was fine. Kevin James is literally only funny on King of Queens. 
Can think of somebody else who's only good in one thing. And like, I, there's someone I know that you, you always talk about, and now I'm drawing a blank on it. But like, people who are good, you like them oh, in one I only, thing. I only liked Rob Riggle on Holy Moly. Correct. Rob Riggle, hey, thank you for your service. But Rob Riggle is literally not funny in every other thing. He's just basically Rob Riggle. He plays the same kind of obnoxious character. But you watch him on Holy Moly, and the same can be said for what's-his-name that does the play-by-play on Holy Moly yeah, as well. It, it works. They both work well on that show, and that's it. That's it. Because what's-his-name? Who am I thinking of? The dude uh, that used to do Monday Night Football. Uh, um, uh Testa. Yeah, Joe Tessitore. Joe Tessitore is so obnoxious on broadcast and not good and 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 wordy and never shuts the hell up. He's awful as a play-by-play guy. Riggle is obnoxious in most things. The two of them on Holy Moly, very good. They're just certain people who are not good at anything but one thing. And this is an example. Kevin James. <laughs> like I'm listening, I'll finish the payoff. All he's doing is describing Benny Hanna. I'm waiting for a joke. I've had more shrimp on my plate. Why don't we work on that at the HANA? Yes, I'm disappointed in the HANA with the amount of shrimp they give you. And it's all about seat placement. You got to find the right place to sit. And I chose the wrong one. I, I, you're going to get boned on the shrimp because they start off, they're very excited when they, they're full of adrenaline and the mass skills aren't the greatest. They're just kind of... It turned into like a little Pete Townsend in the beginning, dishing out the shrimp, and you just see the pile dwindling. You see it just going down. I'm like... He's not even going to make the turn. He's... <laughs> and he's not even being selective in who he gives it to. He's giving the same amount to a six foot four man as a, as a baby in a high chair, getting the same amount of shrimp. <laughs> I know I'm going to be stuck with two empty tails and like an antenna. That's it. Okay. Again, and I almost feel bad saying anything bad about <laughs> Kevin James. Because he seems like an extremely affable, likable guy. That's his biggest trait, his best quality, is that he's an everyman. Like, when people say, oh, that's the everyman. Kevin James is the everyman, mm-hmm. right? Like, Leah Remini is not the everyman's wife. She's a hot piece of ass. Most everymen are Kevin James, though. That's who he is. So I feel bad saying that his shit's not funny. But I've never laughed at anything of his other than than King of Queens. And I laughed my ass off. We know that Kevin Kinnaskar was awful. Yep. Which I don't remember the name of that actual show now. Uh, I think it was called, actually, I don't know. I don't either. It's the NASCAR show on the Netflix. Kevin Kinnaskar is what we called that. Kevin Kinnaskar in Queens Um, is what that was called. So we tried that. And the only reason we watched multiple episodes is because we were on a flight, and it was a longer flight. So I feel like we went through like six episodes of that. Yeah. And then we tried maybe about a month or two ago to start watching Kevin Can Wait because it popped up on Peacock. Yep. We got through like half an episode. Then you were like, well, now I got to see how Leah Remini ends up on the show. Then we got through another half episode, and we haven't been back. And I get we got Kev, uh, that movie was awful. The one with all of them together, the grownups. Yep. Oh, and we good. also tried the Sean Payton show. Yep, not good. Like I give him credit; he keeps finding jobs because he's affable. He's a likable guy. Like you don't see a negative. You don't look at him and say, "Oh God, I can't stand to look at this guy." What do you think about Paul Blart? Paul Blart was cute for what it was. It was a kids' movie. What about but Paul Blart Two? Didn't see it, but Paul Blart was fine. Like. 
Like, I have a hard time judging kids' movies the same way you judge adult movies because it's not made for me, right? Paul Blart's a kid movie that has some adult humor, so I can live with that. Like, Grown Ups felt like more like kind of a, a, an adult movie yeah. that just wasn't funny. So I like I, I mean I think a lot of Adam Sandler shit's not funny, but Adam Sandler's the same way. What about He's an I affable guy that you, you like. What about I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry? I'm shocked that <laughs> that movie ha- they have not burned every print of that. That <laughs> movie know. is just walking homophobia. That seems horrible. Like it is more homophobic than the state of Nebraska. Yep. Like this just it's it's horrible. It's toxic. It, it can't exist. Like it is like like it like if you go back and watch it. Maybe we should do that this weekend. Just get drunk and watch. I now pronounce you yeah, Chuck and Larry. Let's do that. I mean, it's a different universe. That was 2007. I think me and Martin went to see that. And people just viewed things a lot differently back then. You watch that now and it's like I wonder like, if we can even find it is it anywhere streaming store? oh it is Maybe oh yeah it's it is it is okay. you'll find it and and i might be on netflix or on comcast okay, or one of them i think it's on netflix so we should totally watch it it's funny because now the rotten tomatoes rating for this movie is down to 14 percent. i imagine it was probably close to that then too like critics hated that movie but like i i watched that and you just look at it in the 2014 context or 2017 con what, what year is it 2022. Yeah, this came Jeez. out in 2007. Yeah, so that we're talking about a movie uh, that is now about 15 years old. Yeah, it's a different world. The, the of course that now that is a a a, a trope that's been used a lot, which is like guy pretends to be gay to get something, or guy is in drag to get something. This was, I mean, the plot of the movie was that the the guy needs insurance. Uh, so he and his fireman friend, they're both firemen and for insurance purposes, they have to pretend they're married. So one of them can get insurance. So problematic. And, uh, so there's that. And then like, it just leads to a bunch of, you know, gay jokes. Made 119 million at the U S uh, U S box office. Well, yeah, because it was, uh, I mean, that was at the height of Adam Sandler right before the Sandler train kind of, uh, went off the track. Well, now there's the new Adam Sandler one coming out. We were wondering like, Hey, it's been a while since Adam Sandler's released a horrible Netflix movie. Movie. Yep. Um, he's got the new one coming out now that he filmed in Philadelphia. Check out this all-star lineup. All right. It's Adam Sandler. Okay, that's a that's a negative. It's Queen Latifah. That's a super negative. And it's produced by LeBron. Why is this? Oh, like, and I get that the producer just puts up the money for the movie, but it sounds weird when you've got a mega star like like Adam Sandler who's made a billion dollars at the box office, and his movie is being produced by LeBron for Netflix. For Netflix, it yeah. seems weird, and it's about basketball, of course. That sounds like a piece of shit. It's an hour and twenty five minutes. It well, comes out June tw- uh, June tenth, so we can get drunk and make fun of that. Too. I'll give him credit. At least the movie's only an hour and twenty five minutes. I think Boban Morjanovic is in this too. Now remember the Hubie Halloween when that damn thing was like two and a half hours. God, Hubie Halloween was so bad. Yeah, wasn't good. Jaleel White is also in this. Urkel. Yeah. Old Urkel's in this. I mean, I would assume you would think Kevin James would be in it. I don't see him in the listing, but I said Bobon is in this. Like, Bobon is everywhere. Maybe Sandler's just decided, you know what, Kevin? It's got to stop, bro. It's over. We can't do this anymore. We can't continue this charade of pretending like you're funny in any other role other than King of Queens. It's over, bro. And yes, Bobon is is everywhere. Because he's eight feet tall and has weird, like, uh, like, features and giant ears and nose. Like, his, he stands out. So it makes sense. I, I was guess. just trying to Google uh, what Kevin James has coming up, but I don't even think there's anything. Well, I mean, he just finished the Sean Payton one. Maybe he's taking some time off before CBS comes back and says, hey, we want to do a show where you're, okay, you're going to be 
a we've already done the cop thing, a retired cop. We've already done the the delivery guy. We're gonna, you know what we're gonna do? You're gonna be a high school basketball coach, and uh, your wife is gonna be Leah Remini. You ready? Here Sounds good. And it'd be called. It would have some like like you know box out would be the name of it or some shit. Like Kevin can box out. Like my going hard in the paint this fall on CBS. Yeah, I don't know what else he can play. I mean, he was a mall cop. He was the UFC school teacher, right? You know what it would be? It would be yeah. That was the the here comes the boom. Yeah. Basically, this TV show would be it would take place somewhere in New York, probably at like a Catholic school, like Saint Stanislaus or something like that, or <laughs> or Sacred Heart School. And he's a guy that and here's the story. Actually, I've got it. So he used to be, he used to go to school there and was a relatively successful basketball player, but not good enough to play college or whatever, but had a great high school career at this school. Then went on to do whatever it was, you know, his job was going to be like he, he's a very successful, like investment banker, hedge fund type mm-hmm. of guy. And he's single and he lives the bachelor life because everybody knows that Kevin James is a, just slays pussy, right? Like he is a hot bachelor. And then one day he finds out that like, the coach dies or something, right? Like his old coach dies. So he goes back to visit the school and he runs into the one that got away because the one that got away is a teacher at the school. And she is played by who, Jilly? Leah Leah Remini. She's the teacher. And the guy has to make a decision about whether or not he's going to stay there and see what he can do. And then uh, the decision ends up being made for him because he ends up being like audited by the IRS. And as it turns out, he hasn't like filed his taxes in in, like four years and they're going to come get him. So he has to like be on the lam, right? So he's like one of these dudes that's like kind of hiding out at the school. And he says, I'll be the coach because they need a coach because the team is a ragtag bunch of kids that need guidance because they're a bunch of dopes that don't know how to play. See, that, and the only that, guy that can no, help no, them is Kevin James. It's already sounding too much like the Sean Payton show. Because oh, remember, in that, he like ends up coaching like the kids' team, and they're just like the ragtag Jilly, bunch of- every Kevin James thing sounds exactly the same. <laughs> this is not new. Well, I'm aware. You should pitch it to Scotty Ennis. Dad, I got an idea. I got a great idea for a show. Kevin James will be in Houston on September 23rd if you guys want to have a meetup. <laughs> I, again, I I and I feel bad saying he's so bad at all these things because I like him. He's affable, but not good. Uh, Jilly, and this is not going to matter that to most. That show was called The Crew. Okay, the NASCAR one. Yeah, and this one's going to be called Going Hard in the Paint or Box Out or um, Oh, did we ever the Lane watch- Slides of Life? Did we try to watch this one? What's that? Becky, the one where he plays like the. Like, there's, like, the teenager, and he's, like, trying to kill her or something. Remember that? Like, the dark Kevin James movie? We didn't watch it. But we saw the trailer. Ah, yes. Remember this? Like, look at the poster. Ah, yes, I do. Yeah, we didn't watch that one. Maybe we're going to need to. Maybe that's a Saturday party. Yeah, it might have to be. That might be uh, required watching for the members of Just Nation. Maybe so. Uh, this will not matter to most of you because you'll hear this on Wednesday, but Jilly does. Uh, we both think that the 76ers win tonight. And uh, Jilly is taking a parlay of 76ers money line and Embiid to score 35 plus because he is not pleased about not winning the MVP. Nope, he's angry. And an angry Embiid is a fun Embiid. That means shit's going down. You might want to throw in Harden for the assist too because I think he might just throw it to uh, Joel. So whatever his assists are, do that. You'll probably get plus 2,000 or so in, in, uh, 
and you'll be good to go. So uh, who do I need to tell them about? Craftology by Christy. I was texting with Christy earlier. I was sending her emails back and forth, and we're working on the uh, the new shirt idea, which will be the, um, what is it, the drink your beer? How am I forgetting my own slogan that I came up with? Live, Live your, your life, life, drink your beer. No, love your dog drink and beer. drink your beer, drink beer. So uh, we're coming up with that. That'll be a shirt that you guys can purchase, and I think you guys are going to like that. And it will also help out a small business. And we know that the folks in here love to help out small businesses, Absolutely. do they not? And uh, why not help out a small business that's uh, owned uh, by one of the members of Gist Nation? Of course, that's uh, Richard's wife. He, of course, of Metro Ready Mix. Uh, but hers is an Etsy store. And, of course, you can check out her Instagram. What is the uh, gram for that? It's just Craftology by Christy. It's a C-H-R-I-S-T-Y spelling of Christy. So check that out. And uh, and I think you will uh, like a lot of the stuff. Maybe get some gifts for your lady. If you are a lady, get some gifts for yourself. How about that? Uh, but uh, check her stuff out. She's great. And she's going to have this new shirt for us here when we cut. We finally come up with a design for it. And I think you guys are going to snatch it up. Snatch it on up. So Craftology by Christy. Thank you very much. All right. So uh, we're going to get out of here. Just evidently the, the mayor of Dallas thinks that they can have an expansion team there. Yeah, that's stupid. That seems really dumb. And I bet Jarrah would not allow that. There's a 0% chance <laughs> that he would, would let never, that happen. No, never. They have a hard enough time dealing with the fact like that San Antonio wants an NFL team and Jerry doesn't want that shit. Yeah. Uh, neither do the Texans. They don't want another NFL team in Texas. They certainly don't want another NFL team five miles down the road. But yeah, it's the, not going to happen. The rumor, by the way, for the Texans is that they're going to, I believe, host the Chiefs to start the season. Well, they will get bludgeoned by the Chiefs to start the season. Well, the good news for them is the Chiefs tend to start slow, though. Well, there you go. See, so, look at you. you know, the, maybe the optimism. There's, maybe there's a chance. Optimism. Pass it on. Lovey's going to have them turned around. Yes. Our savior, Davis Mills. <laughs> yes. That'll that'll do it. We, we actually, let me bring up the thing about Chris Paul. So, Chris Paul, of course, got angry because uh, this guy was messing with his family, apparently, at the Mavericks game, and those people have now been banned from the game. But apparently it was just some drunk jabroni who was trying to, like, get, like, quote, unwanted hugs from the Chris Paul family. That's actually somehow worse than, like, yelling obscenities and like profanities at the family it is but like but what kind of hug was it like you know when you're drunk and you're like hey come on in texas is a very friendly place That's when it's true like the south is very hug friendly like you try to hug somebody up in philly or new york i mean the word homo will be thrown around a lot and someone will get punched in the wife right but in, in you go down to louisiana you go down to texas you go down to tennessee people are nice they hug each other they give each other a side hug full hug whatever i, I can see why you know, the Chris Paul family would not want to hug this drunk <laughs> yeah. guy. So I understand why they were put off by it. Yes. But the way Chris Paul reacted, you would have thought these people were mugging his family in the stands and they robbed them and, and stole a person. Stop that man. What it came down to is Chris Paul, who's very dramatic and is a tryhard. Chris Paul was getting his ass whipped in that game. Their entire team was. So he took it out on these people who were messing with his family. And uh, and now those people have been banned from the games forever. Now, you could argue that that's fine because, again, don't be a belligerent drunk at a sporting event. Like, I don't feel sorry for Personal these people. space, yes. But I, so I'm fine with that to a degree. But the way people made this out, like, oh, my God, we've got huge issues with fans in the stands. And, well, and his whole point was, oh, if I go after someone, I'm a bad guy. But people are allowed to fuck with my family and blah, blah, blah. I think sometimes these guys really overreact for the sake of being dramatic. Well, at least it wasn't a racial slur. Well, that's true. He, the guy was actually being the opposite of racist. He wanted some huggies. He wanted some huggies from a black family. I think it was a white guy. 
He was a drunk white guy that just wanted some huggies from a nice black family. I, to me, that shows that we've made progress. We have progressed as a country. Speaking of that series, who are you rooting for? Because presumably our Grizzlies are going to lose this series. I think um, I'm rooting for Dallas. So we need someone who's going to beat the the Warriors. I like Luca. Yeah, and I like Luka, uh, and I kind of want I want Chris Paul to lose. Why? I think I dislike him. Okay. I think he's kind of a hard on. Gotcha. And I think I'm rooting again. My opinions on these guys change based on the day. I had no problem with Chris Paul until he's acting all hard about this guy, like talking to his family, and now I find him obnoxious. And it's kind of funny to watch him lose because he cares so much. Like James Harden, it doesn't matter one way or the other because he doesn't give a fuck. So if he loses, Harden doesn't give a fuck. If he wins, Harden doesn't give a fuck. Chris Paul, it will ruin his soul if he loses. So there's a part of me that wants him to lose just because of that because mm-hmm. he's a hard on. And it was easy to like him in Houston because he played with with Harden, and I hate Harden. So it was easy to be like, I'm a Chris Paul guy, bliggity blue. But Chris Paul's really just a hard on of a dude. And he's like one of these guys that that because he looks like he's trying so hard and he's like Mr. You know, coaching dudes on the floor, people think he cares a whole lot and it's easy to, you know, kind of play that role. It's kind of like we always compare Harden and Russ Westbrook. The reason by why Harden doesn't get the same love that Westbrook got, or at least when they were two both, you know, in their prime, they didn't get that kind of love. Is because Westbrook always looked like he was playing hard, and people reacted to that and said, "Oh my God, this guy doesn't have the talent around him. He's playing his ass off. He's always going 100 miles an hour." Whereas Harden presumably had the talent around him and didn't give 100 percent and carried himself lazy and didn't give a fuck. That's why people gravitated towards Russ Westbrook. Um, in this case, if you look at Chris Paul, I think Chris Paul's kind of a hard on. And I don't like that. And speaking of hard-ons, I really hate Mar- uh, Mark Cuban. I was going to say, what do you do? And I really hate the Warriors. I think your hatred of the Warriors, especially now, probably trumps both your hatred of Mark so Cuban So whoever and wins, I'm rooting for them. I'm rooting for whoever wins to beat Golden State because I hate them and I hate Kerr and I hate Draymond. But keep in mind, I also hate white people, Draymond. So don't come at me, bro. Yeah. Uh, I can give you a whole list of white things I hate. So don't don't come at me with your bullshit. Thank you. All right. So on that note, we'll get the hell out of here. We'll see you guys tomorrow.